do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. Got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I, <clears throat> oh God, I am the lackadaisical Libro This show is like a, a journal of the, the media I have consumed. I throw it forth into the vast expanses of the interwebs so that this media does not rot in the dusty attic of my brain. Hmm, as that would slowly but inevitably drive me insane. Uh, you know what I haven't said in a while? Um, and you know what, I'll, I'll just throw it out because I haven't in a while. Uh, the fact that if you were to rate this podcast five stars in iTunes and send me said a review, I would read it on this very podcast. Isn't that interesting? You want to throw an ad in there? You want to have me say negative things about, um, Yo Mama? Or the Yo Mamas of your friends? Hey, the sky's the limit other than really mean things, because, come on, why why would you do that, you, you big meanie? <sighs> uh, okay, so sort of an interesting, um, you know what, I, I don't usually do any preamble, but uh, I just wanted to point out, this this is a bit of an interesting one, uh, this episode, just in terms of, it's sort of a backlog uh, that accrued due to Zelda Breath of the Wild, which we will talk uh, in next episode. Uh, as I have, once and for all, well, not once and for all, I have finally finished it, completed it, not 100%. Um, I won't go into too many details other than to say, uh, to do all the shrines, yeah, everyone, even the DLC ones, um, and I'm sort of, uh, I, I'm done for the time being, let's say. I, I don't want to say I'm never going to go back to it, because I almost surely will at one point. That's a game I feel I can go back to. Um, but while I was playing it, it sort of took over my life, uh, so I didn't really have uh, the, the media consumption levels that I had uh, had previously, so that, that's why this sort of like backed up. And, and this, 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 this episode 444 <laughs> uh, will sort of uh, flush out the system and we'll go back to more regular episodes, I do believe. Uh, starting with the next one. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say about 444, uh, and this is a weird, weird thing that started in high school. Uh, there was a, it's not gang is a, a strong word in, a, in the high school I went to, but there was a, a group of people uh, called, uh, what, what were they called? Like the 444 crew or, or something to that effect. And it all sort of revolved around this weird thing, which to this day, uh, I think I know what's happening, and, and let me just tell you, uh, when you look at the clock, 
say throughout the day you'll just you know be like oh what time is it and you look at the clock there will be seemingly uh, an abnormal number of times where the the last two digits of the time will be four four and and, and that's sort of where that uh, name crew 444 crew sort of originated somehow some way now the fact that I'm telling you this uh, and then it's, it's probably happened before and it's just now in your brain and you'll notice it more that's probably what it is but uh, but I will swear that uh, since high school since I heard of this let's go ahead and call it a theory even <laughs> Uh, there is an abnormal number of times where I'll look at the clock and the last two digits will be 4-4. Four, four. It's like, it's, it's sometimes it feels really weird how frequent it happens during, to the, during a day. So, <sighs> that's, uh, that's that for you. Let's push a button <laughs> that'll start a series of five, uh, five minute timers like this. Ladies and gentlemen. some things. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Fava Beans. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, movie this first, Quantum of Solace. Blech. Uh, James Bond descends into mystery as he tries to stop a mysterious, oh that's bad writing, organization from eliminating a country's most valuable resource. Vague. Vague description, poorly written description, and uh, that sort of feels like the movie. A, a vague movie. Um, which is by definition poorly written because it's a vague movie. Uh, I went into this movie, uh, as I mentioned, I think every every time just about, Daniel Craig is not my least favorite James Bond, that's Timothy Dalton, but my second least favorite. Uh, and of his movies, this one is just a, a, a gray mass of nothing. <laughs> uh, Rating-wise, I'd go like a one or a two. I don't remember what happened. I, I can't name a single thing. Uh, this movie is impossible to talk about or remember because I, I literally cannot remember any of it. What I uh, honestly, what I remember of this movie is the fact that the last time I watched it, I didn't remember uh, anything of it. Yeah, yeah, it's unrememberable. Okay, that's probably up in, gotta be in the top ten of meanest things I've ever said of a movie. Normally, I watch movies, I like them, I like all movies, everything gets good marks, but this, it's just, it's just a nothing, and it makes me, makes me angry that it's, uh, I have to watch it. <laughs> that's, that's the thing when you're watching every movie in a franchise, you don't skip the bad ones, you, you, you can't. My brain will not allow it. Moving on to a very good movie in a other franchise, The Silence of the Lambs. Ah, uh, the missus's probably favorite franchise. Uh, I know she was saying uh, of these movies, some of them are like her favorite movies, like in her top five movies. Uh, so we decided to watch uh, one a week. Uh, that'll give you some indication of uh, how long it's been since I've recorded. 
uh, quite a while. But I feel like it's like riding a bike. Uh, the first few minutes are rocky, and then you fall off a couple of times and scrape your knees, and then you get right back up and drive to the hospital because you have a concussion. Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Oh, yeah. I don't remember about that. Uh, we've got a newish girl at work, uh, and I was telling her how the missus and I were watching these movies, and um, she had not heard of them. Uh, and this was the perfect opportunity for me to find out how old she was. She's uh, 24. Uh, and then I sort of uh, showed them to her, not the movies themselves, I just like showed her a picture of like the IMDb links or something like that that had the dates on them and she's like oh those movies are old <laughs> Jesus yeah movies from 1991 are old god <sighs> uh, if you don't know Silence of the Lambs uh, and you're listening to a podcast that talks about movies you're a weirdo and I love you uh, a young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. See, now that, well-written, uh, incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer is a great sentence. Uh, yeah, well done whoever wrote that one. Uh, stars uh, Mr. Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony, I do believe, uh, just incredible in this role. Uh, probably one of the best evil... Is he evil, though? Because he doesn't believe what he's doing is evil. Uh, you know what <laughs> I kind of think of that uh, nowadays is if he were a D&D &D character, what would his alignment be? Like, on the one hand, you got to think, like, what, chaotic evil? But then he does not believe that he's evil... So does that change your alignment? Is it what the world sees you as, or is it what you see yourself as? Hmm, that's, you know, deep and nerdy, which are two very good things. Uh, Rating-wise, 5 out of 5. This is an easy, easy 5 out of 5 movie. If you haven't seen it and like this sort of thing, watch it for Anthony Hopkins alone. Uh, great, great, great. Uh, is she a great big fat lady movie? Uh, moving on uh, to, if you're going to watch Silence of the Lambs, you of course have to watch Silence of the Hams from 1994. Yes, I did not say that incorrectly. Silence of the Hams. The Federal... Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was worried because these uh, movie monologues only have three movies each, where sometimes I have between four and five, and I thought, oh, man, what if I uh, don't have enough things to say about these movies and there you go the timer just ran out and i wasn't done so <sighs> the federal agent joe d foster is currently investigating a serial killer helped by dr animal who is isolated in a maximum security jail so uh mediumly written <laughs> this is a uh farcical uh spoof of silence of the lambs and other like movies uh, Dom DeLuise plays Dr. Animal Cannibal Pizza. <laughs> I don't remember his last name. <coughs> uh, Billy Zane plays Jody Foster. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, the, I just noticed that. I'm an idiot. So, uh, in Silence of the Lambs, the main character, Clarice Starling, was played by Jody Foster. Uh, in Silence of the Hams, the main character, played by Billy Zane, plays Joe... D, J O space D E E space Foster. 
Joe D. Foster. Oh my god. Uh, so that's just the type of madcap hijinks you'll find in this insane movie. Uh, it has John Astin, Bubba Smith, Larry Storch, Rip Taylor. Uh, who else do we got? Billy Zane, Dom DeLuise. A lot of interesting... Phyllis Diller. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, this is a very interesting spoof movie. Airplane-esque. Uh, the jokes are not of the caliber of Airplane, if that is saying anything. But still, uh, it, it's funny, it's dumb. As long as you go into this expecting a really dumb, funny, just ridiculous at times movie, uh, the, the the JPM is pretty high, jokes per minute. Uh, I, I go like four to five, uh, knowing that you're not expecting, you know, Schindler's List or whatever. Is that my example? Uh, I guess it is. Today's television talk sponsor is African American Reflective Surface. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, watch a show that has been on the lips of many uh, lately, seemingly. Uh, every time I turn around, I hear a, a, a joke or, a, or, a, or someone talking about the coolness of the show. The show in question is Black Mirror. Oh, Black Mirror, a British sci-fi anthology series much uh, much sort of in the vein of uh, Twilight Zone uh, where each episode will be a different sort of enclosed story uh, you know what I'm trying to think was there ever maybe they did it a bit uh, like sort of theme throughout like uh, did this all take place in the same universe mm, you could maybe make a case for that but uh, I, I don't think you have to uh, yeah, yeah. These are very, very good and cool and, and very dark, which having the word black in the title, maybe that's an indication of. Uh, a lot of um, futuristic stuff, which I think they did well. Uh, a, a lot of it felt like it's in this sort of uh, uh, what they would call, I think in science fiction, the near future. Like, uh, like take today, add 10 years uh, of, of where technology might potentially be, that, that, that sort of idea. So it feels a little different, um, but just enough like modern day that what you're seeing sort of, you, you, you could make a logical conclusion, logical steps would follow and what happens happens. So, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and then they do super, super crazy far distant future things. Um, brain, a lot, a lot of brain... Uh, your human consciousness being moved from one thing to another. That was quite a few things, I think. Brain manipulation. Uh, uh, one episode I remember uh, very high on the social media is bad bandwagon, I guess you could say, in that... And I, th I think this actually happened a couple of years ago where there was going to be like a site where you could literally rate people. <laughs> so like if someone was mean to you in a in a everyday social interaction uh, in real life IRL if you prefer you could give them a bad rating uh, and then everyone could like go on the site and see how people were rated and uh, like 
for real this was a thing. Uh, I, I guess it never really took off the ground. But uh, that's what this episode was about. And depending on how high your rating was would grant you like certain perks. Like if you had a high rating, maybe you'd get some uh, free clothes because people would want to be like you. Or you, you'd get upgraded on a plane. Uh, and the lower the rating, uh, you'd have like sort of things taken away from you. Uh, you couldn't have certain jobs. Like it, it was serious, serious ratings. Uh, Rating-wise, since I've watched uh, the first four series, as they call them, which is only 19 episodes. Those British people, eh? With, with their series and their, their not very many episodes. Uh, easy for me to give a 5 out of 5. Yeah, uh, if sci-fi at all is something that interests you, or just the idea of, of taking things that are happening in present day and then sort of extrapolating where they could head uh, really, really done expertly, I think, in this show. In this show excuse me. Uh, uh, okay, let me uh, look at a couple of the episodes, see if anything else rings a bell. Series 3... Uh, wait, I'm not looking at episodes. Uh, sorry, let me uh, pause this while I go uh, take a shit. One second. Okay, poop successful. Uh, anyways, uh, I think my favorite episode was one where uh, there was like this, uh, oh, what would you call it? Like, I kind of picture this like something on Route 66 where uh, there's a bunch of uh, museums of the strange, let's call them. Uh, and the guy running it had like a bunch of uh, crap from, from various murders and, and stuff. Uh, and then the sort of twist at the end, which I won't give away. I really did not see coming, but it was very, very cool. Uh, and it was sort of a, a Crypt Keeper feeling thing in that each object in his museum had a, uh, like a, a macabre story attached to it. So it was like a, a series of little stories. And they were all sort of... The one I remember the most was like this thing where a doctor... Uh, oh. Anyways, I won't go into it to leave you in suspense, and as we're out of time. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Al's Time Traveling Diner. It's tastier on the inside. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're talking a Stephen King book, as we do from time to time, as I've read a whole poop ton of them, pun intended, as I am. Uh, 11, 63. No, that's not a safe uh, code. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, that's the title of this book. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with that, it is a date. Uh, it is the date that uh, a JFK was assassinated, John F. Kennedy, if you prefer, uh, and it's a strange title for a book, a, a date, um, but, you know, uh, Stephen King, bit of a strange dude. Yeah, I know, pretty surprising. Uh, very, very cool idea. Okay, so there is, within this uh, pantry of an old 1950s-style diner, um, a doorway to the past. A doorway to... Uh, you know, when does a doorway... Uh, it's like three years before, I think. 
let me see if I can find it. 58? This is, yeah, 1958. Okay, so this doorway co connects to a day in 1958. Um, there's some rules involving the door, though. Uh, the main one being that, uh, okay, so I go through the door. Uh, I find myself in 1958 in uh, Maine, I do believe it is, or is it Connecticut? One or the other. Uh, we'll just say New England area. And then, you know, I, I can do shit, uh, talk to people, interact. Fun, 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 living in the 1958. Uh, I go back through the door. That's actually invisible on the other side. You just kind of have to know where it is. And seemingly other people just avoid it, but you don't because you know of its existence, I guess. Uh, okay, so you're back in uh, 2010. Yay, that was fun. Next time you go back, you're going to, uh, oh yeah, first off, no matter how long you were gone for, uh, in uh, 2010, you'd only been gone two minutes, no matter how long you were gone for. Two minutes had passed, and two minutes alone. Uh, okay, so you're back, in, you're back in your normal time, you're like, whew, that was fun. You can bring stuff back. For example, the owner of the diner would bring back uh, meat, <laughs> because it was super cheap back then, so uh, he would buy it there, bring it back, cook his boigas. Uh, Bob's your uncle. Uh, okay, so then next time you go back, you you end up in the exact same spot, the exact same time, and all things you had done in your previous go-round have been undone. Interesting. Okay, so uh, let me just put that in one sort of simple idea, which I think was kind of one of the tests, sort of. I could be wrong. Uh, so you go back in time, uh, you carve your initials in a post, of some sort that you know is also there in the future. You come back to the future, oh, look at that, there's your initials. Uh, you go back again, you don't carve your initials, then you come back to uh, 2010 and your initials would be gone. That, that's sort of the simplified version of it. Uh, now the man who found this, uh, this doorway uh, decided that he wanted to use it to make a better future uh, and he had this theory which is kind of insane just because of the amount of variables. These, these are the sorts of things that there's no way of telling. Uh, his theory was that if he could stop the assassination of JFK, the world would be a much better place. That was his uh, theory. <clears throat> um, did the theory prove to be true? Question mark? Maybe I won't give that part away. Um, but uh, the, the he couldn't do it himself, so he had to enlist the help of, of someone, uh, <clears throat> of a friend. Uh, the reason he couldn't is because he was dying of cancer. The reason potentially he was dying of cancer is the fact that the past does not want to be changed. It fights uh, against you, puts obstacles in your way, and sort of does whatever... Um, does whatever it can to stop you, which is sort of a cool idea of, of just fighting time. Uh, I go like four or five out of five. I really like this one. Recommend. Today's game, Gavin sponsor, is rather a double movie monologue sponsor. It is Wakanada. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
Uh, movie of the first, you guess it, Spectre. Yeah, this one is uh, is definitely better than uh, than the other one. I, I definitely enjoyed it more. Uh, a cryptic message from Bond's past sends him on a trail to uncover a sinister organization while M battles political forces. Uh, politics, am I right? To keep the secret service alive, Bond peels back the layers of deceit like an onion, I'm adding, to reveal the terrible truth behind Spectre. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this has Christopher Waltz as a bad guy, and can you say, I don't know if you can't say, a, a Bond movie's only as good as its bad guy? No, you can't say that. You can't say that if you're not the biggest fan of the Bond, like, uh, as I've mentioned, Daniel Craig, not my favorite Bond. So, uh, when the uh, bad guy in the in, in the form of Christopher Waltz is, is so good. I think that's going to make it much more watchable for me. Uh, plus, I like uh, Money Penny. Uh, I like uh, Monica Bellucci's good. A lot of good people in this. Uh, I don't mind the new Q. I wish they had gone with John Cleese. That would have been cool. Uh, rating wise, see this one, I'd go like a three or a four, probably closer to a four. Maybe some threes, maybe some fours, maybe the odd five moment. I don't know. I don't remember. It was a little while ago since I watched this. Similar to the first one, uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild sort of kept me uh, from watching things because I didn't want to record podcasts. <laughs> I didn't have time. I just wanted to play the game. So uh, let's move on from Spectre. These movies are long. 228, jeez. To Hannibal. Oh, as in Hannibal the Cannibal? <clears throat> as in from Silence of the Lambs? Yes, that Hannibal. Uh, living in exile, Hannibal Lecter tries to reconnect with now disgraced FBI agent Clarice Starling and finds himself a target for revenge from a powerful victim. Yeah, uh, he, he like, really screwed this guy up. Oh, is this Gary Oldman? <laughs> I didn't even know this Gary Oldman. Okay, the, ba uh, the, the bad guy. Oh, jeez, that's weird. Yeah, I was going to say the bad guy played by Gary Oldman, but is Anthony Hopkins the good guy? Hannibal the cannibal Lecter? Yeah, weird. Uh, this time Clarice Starling is played by Julianne Moore, who, who did a fine job. It was kind of a little jarring to have the same uh, picture two movies, uh, the two main characters uh, in one movie played by the same person, uh, and then in the next played by a totally different person, but then one of the characters is played by the same person. I don't know, it's just the whole idea feels a little jarring. <clears throat> and we got uh, Gina Carlo Giannini played by uh, playing Inspector Rinaldo Pazzi. He was very good as well. Um, the reason that name sounds is it Spain? No, where is he? I know he's in exile. Is he in Italy? I forget where he is. Uh, yeah, uh, highlights of this movie are uh, probably number one Ray Liotta. Uh, there's a scene that is sort of etched into my memory, and as soon as I think of this movie, this pops into my head, and uh, <laughs> pun intended, I guess. There's a scene in this movie near the end, this is not story-related, so it's not really a spoiler per se, where Hannibal Lecter has captured Ray Liotta, who's, who's a fucking asshole in this movie, so you don't feel too bad about what happens to him, and that is... He has his head cut open, his brain exposed, 
which is a thing that can actually happen that you know it won't kill you you've seen it in surgeries before in movies where like the brain is exposed uh, dr penfield i smell burnt toast that sort of thing uh and he cuts out pieces hannibal does of ray Liotta's brain fries them up and then feeds them to uh, still living ray Liotta. so basically he's eating his own brain that is that's like one of the most fucked up things just I've ever seen uh, and it gets me every time movie oh shit yeah jeez I fucked up on the movies again too uh, movie rating wise like a 4 or 5 uh, there's some good things some not so good things uh, you know what I'd probably go 5 yeah yeah I, I do like this one it, it, it's good okay moving on to final movie uh, I can't remember the last time I went to the movie theater to see a movie uh, but I did and it was called Black Panther ah Black Panther you say uh, yeah uh, you probably know all about it uh, rating wise you know what uh, and I said this to a bunch of people I went into this movie with such high expectations I think I went in with too high expectations uh, that being said I loved it uh, I'd probably give it a five but I might give it a four yeah uh, it, it's just the the expectation thing that I, I always try to avoid spo uh, not spoilers uh, trailers like I didn't watch any trailers I try to win in without knowing anything it's just even with doing that and doing it fairly successfully uh, the, the the positivity of people's reviews of this must have crept in so much the fact that I never heard anything bad about this movie uh, it's just I think maybe it didn't deliver to the the ridiculously high expectations that I have which is unfair it's unfair I know and I'll admit it's unfair uh, so for that reason uh, it's still still great and uh, still would see more of it uh, <laughs> Yeah, just uh, if you don't know about Black Panther, well, what have you been under a rock? Under under an invisible force field of some sort? Today's triple movie monologue? What? I think this has only ever happened once in the history of uh, movie monologues. We've had a triple movie monologue, but as I say, we're sort of clearing the pipes out. <sighs> Sponsor is Paul Newman's Dressing. Motor oil and vinegar. Mmm, delicious. Uh, Skyfall uh, is the next James Bond movie, and the last. Currently, that is... Uh, I think they're making another one now, so uh, when they make that, I'll for sure watch it. I've, I've never not watched a James Bond movie. I think I'm ready for a new James Bond, though, and I think he has, like, three left. Oh, Jesus. I could be wrong on that. Uh, this one wasn't bad. Uh, I think it has one of the, the better theme songs. I, I like a little What's Your Nuts? Uh... Adele, right? Uh, Bond's loyalty to M is tested when her past comes back to haunt her. Oh yeah, the bad guy in this. Really cool. When uh, M16 comes under attack, 007 must track down and destroy the threat no matter how personal the cost. Yeah, this time it gets very unusually personal, uh, sort of backstory heavy, uh, which I enjoyed. Uh, rating wise, what do I want to go? 
probably four, four or five. Yeah, uh, th this one I did enjoy. Uh, who is Bernice Marlowe? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's uh, Skyfall. And uh, that concludes the James Bond watching at least one movie a week until they're done. I have completed it. My most ambitious watch every movie in a series yet. Uh, I don't know what series I'm going to do next. I have no plans. Uh, I suppose I could have spread out this movie series that we're talking about here, Red Dragon, next. Uh, but I didn't, because the missus and I watched one a week. So, you're getting two completions of movie series. Uh, James Bond and also the Hannibal Lecter series. Uh, so, next is Red Dragon, which uh, the missus and I watched last night. Uh, this one I... I, I think I had maybe only seen once uh, compared to the other ones which I'd seen a couple of times at least Silence of the Lambs I gotta be getting near double digits uh, a retired FBI agent with psychological gifts psychological gifts huh. is assigned to help track down quote unquote the tooth fairy a mysterious serial killer eating him is imprisoned forensic psychiatrist Dr. Hannibal the cannibal is he a forensic psychiatrist? I think they sort of added that into this to make it fit. But uh, if fit it does, for the most part. Uh, Edward Norton plays the sort of uh, Hannibal Anthony Hopkins foil, could you call him? Perhaps. Uh, he is good in some movies. Some movies, his acting is... Uh, uh, you, know, you know, both the missus and I were thinking... You know, sometimes he's very, very good in movies, and sometimes, perhaps, possibly, maybe, less so. Poor Edward Norton. If, what if he hears this? Probably. He probably is a regular listener, and I have deeply offended him. Uh, Rating-wise, uh, I go like a three or... Yeah, no, we'll, we'll go a solid three, which, if you are unfamiliar, means enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again and I probably would if I ever did this again uh, watched all the Hannibal movies which is not an impossible thing uh, moving on to the final movie winning colon the racing life of Paul Newman ah this one from Mr. Adam Carolla yes yes a documentary chronicling the 35 year car racing career of Paul Newman uh, okay so some people, uh, most people, question mark, huh, good question, uh, would know Paul Newpin, Paul Newpin, <laughs> would know Paul Newman from his acting career, obviously, uh, but uh, what you may not know is he was a very uh, successful car race car driver, a car race car driver, no less. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, this sort of focuses in on that, uh, Adam Carolla being the car dude that he is, uh, owning at least one that I know of, uh, 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 Paul Newman race car, uh, who better to make a documentary about, right? Uh, rating wise, I think I go like a solid four. Uh, I don't, the reason I wouldn't give it a five is sometimes it felt a little heavy handed in trying to elicit sort of an emotional response. Um, which, uh, being a fan of Paul Newman, being a huge fan of Adam Carolla, 
Um, I didn't need that heavy-handedness uh, of trying to generate uh, sort of... A, I don't know if it was trying to generate nostalgic emotion or, or just sort of make me feel a certain way about things, but uh, sometimes it felt a little, a little forced. Uh, that being said, you're going to learn a lot of... Uh, it does what all good documentaries do, uh, which is taking a subject that even if you don't have interest in necessarily, you could watch this and, and have enjoyment. And, and that's the A number one sign of a good documentary as far as I'm concerned. The other good thing about this movie is uh, I saved it for a while. I didn't want to watch it by myself. My stepfather, huge, huge fan of uh, racing and cars and such, he actually had a model of one of uh, these cars uh, in, in the movie. So <laughs> this is quite a coincidence. Uh, so I, I figured I'd definitely want to save it and watch it with him. And he, uh, I think, would give it a 5 out of 5 uh, because he had the combination of love of the subject and also it's just a good documentary. So uh, a, a 5 out of 5 from him and a solid 4 to some cool 5 out of 5 little tidbits for me is what I give uh, Adam Kroll in general give that dude you know I'm a fan <sighs> give him a high mark then there bye uh, alright folks we did it uh, not too painful coming back from a long hiatus from my perspective from your perspective it's been a week since the last episode for mine much much longer oh that was almost a Trump impression there I don't know how that happened all right, we are done like it's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean butts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper